all right, fellas, welcome in, y'all. Um, this is um a literal reaction podcast right now. Um, the PLO expansion draft protection list are dropping as we speak, or as I speak to you, into this microphone here, and y'all listen. Um, we have Archers, Atlas, Chaos, and Redwoods are in thus far. And, um, the word I'm gonna use is, um, interesting. It is interesting. Now, I expected some some chaos and things like that. We knew there was going to be great players available. For a lot of these teams, no matter which way they went, um, man, there are some great players available. Um, and I know like it, 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 a lot of these is, is kind of shocking. And, I, I mean, this is just... I'm going to have to record this podcast in two parts because this is... Man, um, so first off, I'll, I'll start here with, with Archers. I'll just read off this protection list here. So protected at the attack position, Will Manny, Marcus Holman, midfield, Ryan Ambler, Dominique Alexander, Mark McNeil, Tom Schreiber, defense, Curtis Corley, Matt McMahon, Scott Ratliff. Goalie and faceoff, we have Drew Adams being protected over Adam Gittleman. And we have Stephen Kelly being protected at the faceoff dot. Uh, Pat Spencer is exempt from the expansion draft um, as he did not suit up last year as a rookie. Um, hopefully he'll come out for whatever pro league this summer after he's finished playing basketball at Northwestern. Had a good game the other night. I think he dropped about close to 20. Uh, he's been having a Good game. Uh, seems to be every night um, for the Northwestern Wildcats. So, key unprotected guys. Well, I'll just go through this unprotected list here for for Archers now. So, attack, Christian Cuccinello, Davey Imola, and Kevin Rice. Midfield, we have Danny Ipe, Ian McKay, Ben McIntosh, Tyler Fister, Joey Sankey, Austin Sims, and Nick Tintle. Uh, we have Evan Con, uh, so defense, Evan Conley, Gordon Murray, Michael Noon, Jackson Place, Mike Simon, Steve Walladeck. Uh, then we have Brendan Fowler at the faceoff dot and Adam Gittleman in goal. Uh, we knew, you know, you can only protect one goalie. Archers, that was a question for them. Which goalie were they going to protect? Especially after they used kind of a two-goalie system there. Uh, Drew Adams seemed to be the guy uh, that many kind of thought they would go with uh, just judging on how things ended with him um, in the end of the season. Now, the, the, like, I'll say this. The one thing about this list that I like, I like, the, I like Chris Bates's, and here's the thing. So, I like Chris Bates's idea of going heavy on with, Dominique Alexander and Mark McNeil. I, I like keeping both of those guys. And you have Schreiber and Ambler. Now, I was kind of skeptical if they were going to keep both Alexander and McNeil. I thought they would only protect one of those guys. 
and choose to protect a Danny Ipe or Ian McKay um, or even, heck, a Joey Sankey over them or an Austin Sims, um, who was a rookie last year. And, um, oh, no. Um, they ultimately, ultimately suggest uh, go with Amber, Alexander, McNeil, Schreiber. So that's that midfield there. I like that. And with the two attackmen, I, I did not expect them to, to, I mean, I expected them to protect Holman, Manny, and Schreiber. I thought those were the only three locks. Um, Arch, I mean, they kind of just kept it simple and did what many people thought they would do. Um, Alexander can go both ways. Ambler and Schreiber, obviously offensive talents. Mark McNeil um, is a guy that, Makes a world of a difference in the middle of the field. Um, love watching Alexander and McNeil play. Really glad they could keep both of those guys. Um, and I'm going to say this, like, on defense, you know, Curtis Corley, I like them protecting him. I, I don't remember how much he got in terms of playing time last year. I know he did get quite a bit as a rookie. Um, coming out of Maryland, I like keeping that there, um, keeping some youth there with Matt McMahon and Scott Ratliff, who you know aren't, aren't, aren't um, old by any stretch, but still keeping um, a rookie there in that spot along with those other two guys, more veteran guys. Uh, so Archers, I mean, overall, there's not many surprises there. I mean, Christian Cuccinello and Kevin Rice... I've seen some people on Twitter say, you know, why didn't they protect those two guys? Look, if you watched Archers all year long, you know that attack wasn't working. That attack was not working with... No, Christian Cuccinello, I think, is a guy that maybe fit in there more than Kevin Rice. But I wouldn't. I was not expecting them to keep more than two attackmen um, on this expansion draft list. Now... Let's go to Atlas, and this is one I'm a little more, not skeptical of, but uh, in coming into this whole thing, I was really interested to see what the two new head coaches did. Um, Ben Rubior, new head coach of Atlas, and Tim Sudan, new head coach of Chrome. I was interested to see what they did just based off of they did not coach these teams last year. Um... Tim Sudan has coached a lot of guys on app on Chrome. Ben Rubio has a relationship with guys on Atlas. I don't know if he's coached any of them. I know he was an assistant in the MLL for some time um, with the Boston Cannons. I, don't, I can't remember how long he's been was in that position, and I don't know um, if he coached any of these guys. Um, not that I remember uh, off the top of my head, but. I know he does have a relationship with some of these guys, uh, so he does know, you know, um, how these guys play. It's not like he's coming in and with uh, blindfolded or anything. And obviously, these guys watched film, and uh, there's some tough decisions here. So, Atlas, their protected list, we have at attack, Eric Law and Ryan Brown. Midfield, we have Paul Rabel, Connor Busick, John Crawley, Kevin Understein, and Jake Richard. Defense, we have Kyle Hartzell and Tucker Durkin. 
goalie. We have Jack Kincannon and face-off Trevor Baptiste. Um, not too many surprises here. Now, I will say, I kind of expected with the way that their offense was trending towards the end of the season, I kind of expected them to maybe protect Kluche or McCardle. Now, McCardle, I think, would have been smarter to protect if you're going to protect three attackmen. Kluche, he still has some development to be done in the pro game. Um, I, I think either of those guys can get picked up um, and I'll read the whole unprotected list here now. At attack, Chris Couture, Kieran McCardle, Brent Noseworthy, James Pinnell. Uh, midfield, Ryan Conrad, Steve Napoli, Andrew uh, Hoggerson, Joel Tenney, Pat Young. Defense, Austin Pafani, Noah Richard, Callum, uh, Callum Robinson, almost Callum Crawford, uh, Cade Van Raphorst, Brett Hyken, Chris Mattis, uh, and Scott Rogers at the faceoff dot and goalie. Um, I kind of, ex- and I understand, like, like you already, you're going to protect Trevor Baptiste, so there's no room for you to do anything really crazy unless you're going to uh, protect two attackmen and only three midfielders. You know, I am a bit surprised that they decided to let Cade Van Rappost go. I think he's a guy that Water Dogs would pick up. Just, you know, he's kind of a chameleon when it comes on, on the defensive end. And you saw that um, at Duke, and you've seen that with what he's shown in the pro game. So he's definitely a guy that I'm not surprised they didn't uh, protect him. I'm not surprised they protected Hartzell and Durkin, but I'm, I'm a bit surprised they didn't elect to keep three defensemen and just kind of keep things status quo. Um, But they elect to go for some youth at that midfield spot, especially LSM and short stick defensive midfield, which, um, you know, there is a premium with those guys in the league, especially with... um, the new PL with the PLL rules and the the shorter field and all of that, um, there is a premium. And overall, Pro Lacrosse has always put a premium on um, midfield guys that can go both ways. Now, um, Chaos is probably the most interesting one, and this is going to be. I'm going to come back to Chaos because this is one I'm going to have to talk about a little bit more in depth. So I'll come back to them at the end. Um, let's go over Redwoods here right now. Alright, so Redwoods isn't really... This is one I'm not too surprised by. Um, Redwoods, as you knew, kind of the biggest question for them was, do you protect two attackmen? Or do you stack that midfield? Or do you stack the defense because they had... One of the fiercest defenses in the league. Now, here's the protected list. At the attack, Matt Cavanaugh, Ryder Garnsey, Jules Henningberg. Midfield, Sergio Pokovic, Brent Adams, Joe Walters, Kyle Harrison. Defense, Garrett Apple, Eddie Gleisner, and John Sexton. 
goalie, Tim Troutner. They do not protect a face-off man, which would have been Greg Gavinlian. Um, exempt list, Matt Landis and Brendan Gleason. Um, Gleason is exempt because he did not uh, appear on a travel roster as a rookie. I'm not exactly sure why Landis is exempt. Um, I know he did have an injury late in the season. I, I'm not exactly sure why he's exempt, but uh, that's a big win for Redwoods and Coach Nat St. Laurent because they don't only get to keep Apple, Glazner, and Sexton on that defense, but you get to keep Landis as well. Um, unprotected attack. Clark Peterson, Jojo Morasco, Kyle Moore, Balestri. Midfield, Peter Baum, Westberg, Tyler Dunn, Jack New, Nico Sello, Sergio Salcedo, Patrick Harbison. Defense, Brian Carolunas, Larkin Kemp, Hugh Krantz. Goalie slash faceoff. So we have Greg Vinlian, Jerry Ragnes, and Jack Kelly and Gunnar Walt at uh, goalie. This is an interesting one, but not too surprising. Um... I kind of, ex- so, you know, I thought personally that they would likely, the, the the biggest surprise for me is protecting, like, protecting Kyle Harrison over a, a over Pat Harbison or Sergio Salcedo is, it it's, it's interesting, but it's certainly not something that is out of the blue. I mean, Kyle Harrison is one of the best players of all time. Um, yes, he is a he is an older player, um, and you can't hide that fact. He's had some injury history over the past couple of years, but he's still a very valuable player. The big thing for me is, I thought they would likely, like, because you're not going to let, Ryder Gonzi walk. You're not going to let Matt Cavanaugh walk. You're not going to let Jules Hennigberg walk. I thought they would likely, and they did kind of keep it simple to an, to an extent, I thought they would likely protect either Salcedo or Harbison over a Kyle Harrison or a Joe Walters. They protect both of those guys. Um, but other than that, like Harbison and Salcedo are really the only two guys that really shock me on this list here, and, you know, it, it's, it's, Redwoods, Chaos, Whipsnakes had the most, had the toughest rosters coming into this whole, whole decision for those head coaches. Now, um, I mentioned new head coaches a moment ago, we're going back to a team that has a new head coach in Chrome with Tim Sudan. I mentioned Tim Sudan does have a familiarity with a lot of these players, um, and it seems that familiarity has kind of forced him, not forced him, but has kind of guided his decisions here. So, um, protected list here, attack, Jordan Wolf, Justin Guttering, midfield, Matt Donowski, Ned Crotty, Jordan McIntosh, John Vanagan, Will Hawes, defense, Mike Manley, Joel White, goalie, John Galloway, faceoff, Connor Farrell. Not too many surprises here. Um, we knew they were only, only going to protect, likely only going to protect um, two attackmen. The midfield, the biggest question was like, so I'm surprised that they kept Will Hawes. 
I thought they might because when you looked at when you looked at their team, especially later on in the season when they started to get things going, especially in the middle of the field and defending in the middle of the field, Romar Dennis, Max Tuttle were two guys that they ran both ways and that made a difference both ways. I was sold that they were going to protect one of those guys. They elect to protect none. They protect Will Hawes, John Ran John Rannigan can can do that. He's a guy that can play both ways. But I thought, you know, Dennis and Tuttle are two younger players. And it would have made sense to protect them, at least in my mind. Now, you can't argue with anyone that they've protected here, uh, but that is a shock that they did not choose to protect any of those players um, that I mentioned, either of those guys, Tuttle or Dennis. Kind of surprising there. Now, Whip Snakes were still awaiting their uh, protected and unprotected list to be announced, so... I will dive into chaos um, now, and we'll end with whip snakes, and then I will have a much uh, you know check the website lacrossebucket.com. I'll have an in-depth overview of these lists um, coming up. Probably we're recording this Monday, just prior to the national championship game. Um, I'm taking LSU. Just let that be on the record, um, but. I'll have an overview, more deep overview of these lists coming out later this week, um, likely on Tuesday. So, Chaos. Okay, what's the deal with them? So, they had, Andy Towers likely had the toughest decisions coming into this whole thing. They end up, this is their protected list. Attack, Josh Byrne, Connor Fields. Midfield, Dima Clash, Jake Ficaro. Mark Glassini, Miles Jones. Defense, Jared Newman, Troy Ray, Jack Rowlett. Goalie, Blaze Rudin. Face-off, Tommy Kelly. Unprotected, Mike Bocklet. So this is attack. Mike Bocklet, Curtis Dixon, Eric Scott, Brad Self, Miles Thompson. Midfield, Kevin Buchanan, Jeremy Thompson, Dane Smith, Grayson Terrain, Patrick Resch, Kyle McClancy, Dan Coates. Defense, Tyson Bell, Brody Merrill. Goalie and faceoff, Charlie Cipriano and Austin Henningsen at faceoff dot. Exempted. This is where things get interesting. Exempted. Matt Lees, we knew. Austin Stotts, we knew. Johnny Sodic, we knew. Where's Grayson Train? Oh, yeah. He's unprotected. That is the one surprise here. I don't know why. If there was only... I don't know if they only got three guys exempt or what. But this is the only team that has three players exempt. I'm... I don't know. And Grayson Terrain is active duty military. He went to Navy. Matt Lees went to Navy. Johnny Sodic went to Army. They're both active duty military. Austin Stotts was out all last year. Is still out this... Um, in the NLL this year with that ACL after he tore that back in, what was that, March? 
So he was out, obviously, as a rookie exempt list because he did not suit up. Um, so besides Grayson Terrain being unprotected, the biggest surprise here is Mark Grossini getting protected. Um, and like I said before, you know, I thought Chaos would likely keep it simple, and they they, they did. Um, not many surprises here. I thought that there was a chance that they put Dane Smith over Grossini just to keep that offensive flair going. But Grossini, as a defensive midfielder, and we've talked about this, defensive midfield is a premium position in professional lacrosse. There is a premium on defensive midfielders. So... Protecting Grossini is not unexpected, but in like really the biggest thing here is the terrain thing. Other than that, like, and again, like I- any way that Andy Towers wanted to roll this thing, they were gonna lose some guys. He elects to keep Grossini over Smith. You know, he, he he gets to keep a real good one there. And um, I'm going to say this, you know, there's a couple of these teams, thank goodness that they, uh, the Water Dogs can only select a maximum of four guys from a roster. Thank goodness. Because some of these teams would get picked apart. And, you know, Chaos is certainly one of those teams. Um, you know, at the attack, nothing to be surprised about Josh Byrne and Connor Fields. Um, I had someone ask me kind of, you know, why Miles Thompson isn't protected. Um, they protected Mark Glossini in three defensemen, a face-off man, and a goalie. That's why. Um, that, that is a bit surprising to me that they did elect to do that. And I mentioned the Glossini thing earlier. And in my predictions, um, I, I went into detail about that decision. And... Again, any way that Chaos wanted to spin this, they were going to lose guys. Um, And I I, I haven't mentioned this yet, but this upcoming draft class is super heavy on the attack position with guys like Granite Mint, Mac O'Keefe, Michael Sowers, who I called the Lamar Jackson of lacrosse on Twitter the other night. There's a lot of guys that you can go get and build an offense around. And I think the one trend that we're seeing here, and I mentioned it, I'm going to mention it again, I'm going to mention it again, again, again. Putting a premium on the middle of the field and trying to keep the middle 
of the field intact. So keeping some short stick defensive midfielders and LSMs over some offensive guys. And we're still waiting for Whip Snake's um, roster uh, protection list to come in. So we have everyone's in right now except for Whip Snakes. They're the last team to submit their protected list. This, um, and I'll preface this before I get into Whip Snakes. Um, their protected list is likely, like, lacrosse Twitter right now is hot, fellas. It is hot. Um, their protected list is going to be wild, I'm betting. Um, just because, like I mentioned with a lot of these teams, no matter which way you spun it, Key players are going to be lost. But again, you also have to look at who is in this upcoming draft. There's a lot of talent to go get. And also, Water Dogs can only select four players from each club at a maximum. So that means, I believe, I, I, I'm not going to do the math right in front of you, but I believe there's only like two or three teams that can get picked completely to maximum um, because they only get, I, I don't have it in front of me, I believe it's 18 selections if I'm being uh, if I'm correct. But yeah, so I'm going to end this here. I'll come back on. We'll go over Whip Snakes um, bef- uh, before we end this podcast. Still waiting for those to come in. Alright, so Whip Snakes has come in now. And um yeah, it's um it's interesting, but it also makes sense. Um and again, reminder that only four players maximum can get selected from a team. That works in favor of Whip Snakes because we all know how deep they are. So, they they were able to keep their entire defense as expected. Um, we knew they wanted to do that, and that's that was key for them. They also kept the guys that were um, considered locks. Uh, so, I'll go through the protected and unprotected list right now. So, attack Matt Lambeau. Midfield, Jake Bernhardt, Ty Warner, Mike Chanachuk, John Hawes. Defense, Michael Earhart, Matt Dunn, Tim Muller, Bryce Young, goalie, Kyle Bernhardt, faceoff, Joe Nardella, exempt, Brad Smith. He did not play um, as a rookie last year. was not on a travel roster. The unprotected at attack, we have Jay Carlson, Ryan Drenner, Dylan Maltz, Kevin Cooper, Ben Reeves. Midfield, we have James Barclay, Connor Kelly, Joe Lacasio, Joe McCallion, Jeff Reynolds, Tim Rotance, Jeremy Sievers, Drew Snyder. Defense, we have Foster Huggins, Isaac Papalo, Brett Schmidt. Goalie, we have Dan Morris and Jacob Stover. 
the big thing here, and I know, they are the only team that has protected three deep holes. They're also the only team to protect one attackman, that being Matt Lambeau. I fully expect Ben Reeves to get picked, possibly Ryan Jenner as well. Um, like those are two guys that you've got to look at. I I am surprised. I knew they wanted to keep this defense together, but I'm surprised that they didn't at least sacrifice one of these defensive guys for another offensive body. You know, Lambo, Chanachuk, well, you have to keep those guys. Bernhardt, I, I don't know, like, Connor Kelly to me, and Jake Bernhardt's a great player, and it's, I mean, they're getting to keep him. But I'm surprised that they didn't protect Connor Kelly. Um, he's probably the one guy on this list that stands out the most because he can play both attack and midfield. You know, it's the endless debate. What position is Connor Kelly? But overall, like, this is a... This list for Whipsnakes, honestly... It shows just how deep this roster is. And it also shows how important that defense is to this team. They can sacrifice a couple of those losses on offense to keep that defense intact. And I th- I mean and again they they keep Joe Nardella and I think that's the biggest one for them. Um, offensively, outside of Lambeau and Chanachuk, I think Nardella was probably that third lock in terms of offense because he's a face-off athlete. You know, he can run up and down the field. He's not just a guy that's going to face-off, get-off. The face-off, get-off guy is is dead. Um, the face-off athlete is... The movement is upon us, and, and, and they're rising, so... You're getting a guy like that, you're keeping a guy like that, I should say. And then, I mean, this is, it, again, it shows how deep they actually are. And they are very, very deep. Yes, they're going to lose some guys. Th- that's no question about it. Um, but, you know, it's we'll, we'll see how things, how things pan out. Um, thanks for listening. I know it was a very quick... Or not quick, but kind of a rambly podcast here as I was going through these as they come in. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, y'all go check out lacrossebucket.com. We're on social media at lacrossebucket, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Again, y'all go check out lacrossebucket.com where it's always lacrosse season. We'll have some more uh, content. Uh, covering the PLL 
expansion draft as things unfold over the next uh, couple of weeks uh, as we get closer to the actual expansion draft, which is February 12th, I believe. So we will have more expansion draft uh, stuff as that comes closer. And uh, so we'll have some stuff discussing uh, discussing these uh, protected and unprotected list up on the site in the next few days. Again, thank you all for listening. LacrosseBucket.com where it's always lacrosse season.